Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Thanks for joining us on Prime Time. I'm Bharati Jagdish. Now, Minister for Manpower and Second Minister for Trade and Industry, Dr. Tan Si Ling, recently announced the launch of the Singapore Global Executive Program. You would have heard of it. It's targeted at helping homegrown companies with a global presence to ramp up talent development in line, of course, with their growth ambitions. Now, as Singapore aims to cement itself on the world stage as a global hub, the VUCA business landscape continues, of course, to create many challenges for businesses. So how can organizations remain resilient and succeed? And perhaps more attention needs to be placed on human capital, be it equipping organizations with the ability to attract or grow top talent, or ensuring that leaders have the right capabilities to take the company into the future. Well, Tony Lowe joins us now. He's partner at Hydric and Struggles Singapore. He's leading the partnership with the Singapore Global Executive Program. Let's find out more. Hi, Tony. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Bharti. How are you? Doing Happy well. New Happy New Year to you as well, Tony. So here's the thing. Even as Singapore tries to attract global talent, Singaporean talent needs to be global ready as well to take their organizations to the next level, especially, of course, when it comes to overseas expansion. The question is, what are the qualities that global ready executives here need to have? Well, you hit the nail on the head. Singapore is a hub. And to be a hub and a gateway to not just the region, but global markets. The talent based here, not just foreign talents who come here, but also the Singapore core need to understand diverse markets, understand how supply chain works across the geographies, and need to be able to marshal and lead workforce of different nationalities, backgrounds and skills. And that is the core of what we talk about when we say being globally ready. The ability to understand markets, really workforce, tap on expertise that not just born and bred here in Singapore, but really come from all over the world, especially the region, is especially key in what we look for in a globally ready executive. So what really needs to be done in order to develop Singaporean talent into these globally ready executives? Well, the answer is really quite complex. Part of it is having the size and scale and scope of business that spans not just in Singapore, but obviously across the geography. A local mom and pop shop that just service a neighborhood, obviously it's not going to have the size and scale to give the executives that global exposure and their understanding. But at the same time, we also found that having capabilities in human capital, HR, is quite key. Understanding how you develop talent How does your workforce help execute your strategy, not just for the next year, but the next five to 10 years? And a good understanding of where your gaps are, whether you want to buy or build, develop your local talents, your own incumbent workforce is going to be quite key. That's the first step, Bhakti. The second step really is then understanding what are the key exposure that some of these talents need. Mm. Whether it's a posting in a different country, or a rotation to a different function to develop that breadth of expertise and give them the exposures to lead and drive different parts of the business is also going to be quite key. So HR capabilities is going to be quite key in this whole drive towards developing globally ready executives. Mm, So maybe HR executives themselves have to be globally ready in order to be able to execute (laughs) programs for executives, right, in other parts of the business? What do you think? 
Yeah, you're not wrong in saying that. And sometimes smaller companies who are growing very quickly tend to overlook developing or uplifting the capabilities in human capital. And that's really what the SGEP, Singapore Global Executive Program, recently launched by the Enterprise Singapore, aims to do. And it, it is uh, really trying to knit the problem in the butt by trying to uplift the human capital capabilities and trying to really shine the spotlight as an area of high impact. Very often, especially for companies that's growth hungry, very often operating at breakneck speed, looking for expertise in business technology, they can neglect that it's actually human capital capabilities are very, very crucial, not just to bring in the right talent, but also to develop the talent that they already have. Mm, exactly. So you have to ensure that companies are open to developing existing talent, not just looking for plug and play talent, right? Absolutely. Plug and play is part of the solution, but a longer term sustainable approach to having a globally ready workforce and the leaders that's ready to take on the next challenge is really to see how you can develop the talents that you already have and how you can then integrate both the talent that you already have and also new talents that you're bringing in. And a big part of that, Bhakti, is taking a close look at culture. Having an open, inclusive culture that brings in different types of talents with different capabilities that emphasize teamwork and collaboration is going to be very key. And we do find that companies that pay close attention to culture reap extraordinary dividends and tend to grow up to five times more quickly than companies that simply focused on PNL or bottom line. Right. We'll talk a bit more specifically about culture and programs that can be put in place. But you mentioned earlier that giving your staff international opportunities would certainly help in this regard. I think that's common sense. However, I've heard from some CEOs and C-suite personnel in general that, yeah, while the opportunities are available, a lot of their executives would rather not take them. They want to stay in Singapore. Have you encountered these sorts of challenges? And that's where the HR capabilities come in place again. I think we need to understand your value proposition to the employees and what motivates and what drives them. Very often, I think they want to have a balance of work and also life. You do have to understand if you are putting an executive in, say, a market that you're trying to break into, there are some personal sacrifices that these executives have to make. Then having a holistic understanding and showing the support not just for the executive, but for instance, his family, I think it's very crucial. And that builds that bond that the employer has with the employee. And I think also builds its own brand as an employer that understands what drives its employees and what these employees really value. And very often, I think employers who find it difficult to expose their executives to other opportunities, perhaps focused only on one part of the equation, but not the holistic value proposition that the employee is looking at. Mm. So they have to make it easier for the employee to say yes to an overseas posting. What are some of the things that they should provide in terms of support? I think thinking about the family, the impact on the spouse, the impact on the education of the children is important. Right. But Bhakti, if you take a step back, some of this can be also pre-entered by also giving the opportunities earlier on to the executives or the employees' career before some of these difficult decisions can take place. For this holistic planning to take place, I think actually companies do need to pay special needs to around how are they planning to rotate and expose their 
especially high potential talent to the different opportunities and actually plan three, four, five years in advance so that they can also take into account the employee's own personal considerations and where they are in terms of their life journey. Mm. Now, there was something else you mentioned, building a culture and openness to different ways of working, diversity as well. What exactly will it take to build the right type of culture in order to encourage this growth of globally ready executives? That's a really difficult question. Yeah, I think a lot of companies struggle with it. So they might say that, oh, we want to do this and want to do that. But actually cultivating it is very difficult. It is. It is. Um, I think it's difficult to encapsulate all the ingredients of the answer that you're looking for in five minutes. We see a few key, I think, differentiators in terms of culture dimensions that we find companies that excel or accelerate in terms of being open, inclusive, and being able to build a very diverse workforce. I think the first one is being very purpose-driven. Purpose-driven companies are able to draw a connection from what they do to what they want to achieve, often beyond what their own competition is, the larger ecosystem or the larger global impact that they are making. And that purpose does bind people of different creeds, different nationalities to a common goal. And people tend to then overlook their own differences and focus on this commonality. I think purpose-driven is quite key. The other thing that we found quite differentiating in terms of a cultural dimension for outperforming companies is their focus on innovation. Mm. And I think that's what also the Singapore Global Executive Program recognizes. Companies that over-index or pay special focus on building a culture for innovation tend to also demonstrate other attributes. It is open, open not just to different talent, but also open to ideas and therefore generate better ideas to innovate not just on their business models, but also on their operating models. Mm. But they also have an execution muscle to execute against those ideas. So having ideas alone is not enough. They also have a culture for executing having the discipline, the leadership to not just steer, but also execute innovation to actually see through those business impact. Right. Now, Tony, while we talk about ensuring that Singaporean executives get international exposure, what about the global talent that we are bringing into Singapore? A lot has been said about whether or not there really is skills transfer going on when these individuals come to work in companies here. What do you think needs to be done in order to ensure that there is indeed meaningful skills transfer that also helps to make Singaporean talent more globally ready without them really having to leave the country all the time? (laughs) I think it's not one or the other. I think they have the opportunities to learn from the foreign talent that come into Singapore needs to be structured. There needs to be good succession planning. And even if we do not have the local talent to take the top job today, Good succession planning and management very often then build a strong bench of the local Singapore core to then take the top position. And therefore, those opportunities, exposure, learning and knowledge transfer will naturally take place. Right. Thank you very much for your time today, Tony. Appreciate it. Tony Lowe, partner at Hydric and Struggles Singapore. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.